Welcome back to Embodied Wellness Radio, everybody, a show framed around creating the happiest and healthiest lives that we can create through health, fitness, nutrition, and so much more. Last week, I revealed to you the results of a long little research project that I was a part of trying to see if heavy metals were an issue in the uh, powdered supplement industry, as per like a lot, a lot of what the media has been talking about lately, as well as see what companies are going to be transparent with that data. Now, today's guest is going to be helping us dive into that topic a little bit more, and more specifically into the protein side of it, and to show you, hey, here's how you avoid getting scammed by some of these companies who are trying to take your hard-earned money. Today's guest is Sarah Ainsley Harrison. She's an editorial writer for Inside Fitness Magazine, a holistic nutritionist, a four-times bikini champion, and this is a pretty cool title, Miss Canada. She's also the brand manager for Believe Supplements. And that's kind of how this ties in today is because Believe Supplements, as if you listened to it last week, was one of the most transparent companies in the research project. So I'm so excited to welcome Sarah to the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk aminos with you. Absolutely. So before we get into the nitty gritty details of all the fun things that I know you and I love to get into... Uh, tell us a little bit about your story, because when we were talking on the phone before, you had a pretty cool health story that got you to this point today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I, I think I really came upon caring about this in a really organic way. A lot of a lot of people I've found in holistic nutrition have had family members or health issues themselves that really led them to think about inside first. And for me, uh, I was a fashion model for years and I was a former Miss Canada. I'm a four-time bikini champion, as you mentioned. And a lot of my life was beauty and fitness. And I thought fit was healthy and fitness is not synonymous with healthy. And uh, after many years of being so focused on um, my external aesthetic, I developed um, gettate psoriasis. And for those of you who don't know, hate is a more severe form of psoriasis where it affects 8% uh, of people who have psoriasis have this. And uh, instead of it just being on my elbows and knuckles and knees, like a more typical pattern, it can flare up <clears throat> to the point where it is all over my body, even on my eyelids and my earlobes. It's really not a very nice experience and it makes you stop in your tracks and think, what what can I do to heal myself? I don't care if I'm five pounds less, if my skin is in pain and I'm covered in scales. And so I, it just kind of, it, it really was a humbling experience. And I was able to heal myself with different um, protocols with things like bone broth and glutamine, especially like fermented sources. And, and I started caring more about the sources of my supplements before I would take things because I was into fitness and I wanted to grow my muscles and those are great goals to have. Um, but the more you realize how much the integrity of the products matters, uh, it was a really cool journey to be on, to just want to learn more and more about what am I putting in my body and what effect is that having on my system, especially long-term you can keep up things for a certain amount of time, but, um, longevity is, is everything. So yeah. That's amazing. No, I feel like a lot of people in the industry somehow come from some source of pain, honestly, a lot of the time, like, but yours started and on the opposite side of things, you had it all going on. And then you had to work it out as you go, which is super interesting. And exactly what you said, like, 
fitness is not always synonymous with health, right? And um, we actually had a podcast a few a uh, few weeks back with uh, IFBB Pro Tessa Baresi, and she explained a lot of that how you know, it's not so glamorous being, you know, a fitness model all the time. There's a lot of things that fall on the, on the wayside in order to bring this physique out. So I love hearing more amazing, beautiful women talking about these things because it is really important, especially for here at Embodied Wellness Co. Uh, we work with obviously all kinds of women who are maybe on the go, busy moms, high performance athletes, so many walks of life that it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Stress points will create detriments in your health and to show that anybody can kind of come back from that is a beautiful thing one of the things that often falls on the wayside is nutrition often that's when supplements come in uh, for example protein supplements if we can't get enough throughout the day so last week on the show i kind of gave a little brief description of what i look for on a protein supplement so to go over those notes really quickly again if i'm looking at a um at a plant-based uh protein i'm looking for a short label um shorter the better, really. No artificial sweeteners, no colors, flavors, gums, or anything like that. Uh, organic, fermented, and sprouted would be ordeal, ideal. Uh, the next one would be low levels of heavy metals, obviously, no uh, California Prop 65 warning. Uh, the next one would be just good ingredient and good blends, such as uh, rice and pea protein to maximize the amino acid profile. And the very last one would be some sort of like third-party testing. And on a whey label, again, I'm looking for a short label. I'm looking for high-quality sourcing, such as hormone-free, organic, grass-fed. Those are all ideal. No Prop 65 warning. Uh, Third-party testing, such as NSF, USP, uh, informed sport, or informed choice. Now, obviously, those are all different, but they do help. And the last one, and this is the big one that I really wanted to dive into today, would be the amino spiking. And I feel like we could run an entire show just on this alone, and I'm sure that's going to be a big part of it. Um, but I would love for you to explain to the listeners what the amino spiking controversy is. And um, then we can kind of talk about ways uh, for people to try to find it themselves. Uh, like maybe what companies might be throwing a little shade their, where, their way if they're trying to buy a certain protein product. And, um, and then we can later explain a little bit about how Believe is really doing things that I haven't seen in the industry to kind of make change in a good direction. So there, there's actually a, an Einstein quote that I love about if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And so whenever I talk about things like this, I really like to just break it down to the basics. Let's just talk about it from like layman's terms. And for a lot of people, I think people hear about uh, amino acids, but they don't necessarily understand what they are, how they work or, or why they matter and certain ways you need to put them together. And so... Uh, first of all, amino acids are the building blocks of protein. It takes 30 or more amino acids to create one protein molecule. And to have a complete protein, there's complete proteins and incomplete proteins. And there's, there's nine essential amino acids, essential meaning your body cannot produce it. It has to be consumed and absorbed in order, in order to have it. And so these nine amino acids, if you have a full profile of all of them and enough, enough amounts, then you have a complete protein. If you have an incomplete protein, then you're going to have to do complementation and put them together like rice and beans together. One has low methionine, one has high, you put them together. You now have a complete protein by complementation. And so when it comes to vegan proteins, especially you have to really consider that because most animal sources, there's a lot, it's a lot easier to get complete proteins when you're looking at whey or beef or turkey, things like that. Um, versus when you're looking at like legumes or things like that. 
For example, with our vegan protein, we use a pea protein because that gives you a complete amino acid profile. But uh, with vegan proteins, often texture is the issue. So we add a 25% approximately of uh, mung bean and the mung bean really helps with the texture and make it a little bit thicker and creamier, more enjoyable to take like a whey shake. So um, complete and incomplete proteins and, and amino acid profiles, it's important to understand all of that to then consider when you're looking at things like uh, amino spiking. What happens with amino spiking is often companies will take uh, an inexpensive amino acid like glycine or taurine or glutamine, and they can make the protein content in the protein, in the protein powder look better based on these added cheaper amino acids. And so what you see that you're getting is not always what you're getting. And it's really nice to get a little bit of transparency from the company to not only get third-party testing, which is great, but third-party testing is often cherry-picked data where they only show you what looks good for them and they're going to hide the rest of it. So something I'm really proud of with Believe is how we do public third-party testing. You see the exact lab report from the lab. Um, when you scan the QR code on the product, it can take you to our website with the analysis page and, and you see your, your batches lab report of exactly what's in your product. So you know that you're getting what you paid for. Um, as much as I love the supplement industry and the health industry, it's so great. And, and I really think it's progressed a lot and things are on, a, on an upward trend and there's more and more integrity and more and more transparency. But one thing that still exists is that um, especially in the USA, you're allowed up to a 20% variance from your label claim. You can say what's in your product and you're allowed a 20% variance. That's just in, in, insane to me. So it's really nice to get a third-party test that's undoctored, untouched. You see exactly from the lab exactly you're getting 100% of what you paid for. That's crazy. You know, I'm pretty dialed into the supplement world and I had no idea there was a 20% variance allowance in the United States. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, one point I wanted to bring it up for people is just because I think sometimes people, especially if they're a little new into it, they get a little confused with amino acids and protein. And, and when we said that uh, companies will add uh, not lower grade, but, um, you know, the, the inexpensive amino acids to the proteins and that will boost the protein content. So what happens is when a protein actually goes in for testing, what they're doing is they're testing nitrogen and amino acids contain nitrogen and the protein, therefore, because the protein is built of amino acids, it, uh, will contain nitrogen. So when a protein goes in for this nitrogen testing, that's the protein testing. That's how you get the, the amount of protein in a scoop on a label. Um, because those amino acids, the inexpensive amino acids will contain it, what they'll do is they'll throw those in there and that is what boosts the protein rating. So I don't want you to think that all amino acids are just protein. When you have a scoop of amino acids, EAAs or BCAAs, that's not protein. It's just the separate amino acids that are not bound to a peptide bond, which will create the protein. So um, just so there isn't any confusion there. But now that I know that everybody's rushing to their supplement cupboards to pick up their protein because they're scared because they think they might have a company that, oh my gosh, my protein might be spiked. Don't freak out too soon. Let's uh, talk about some points that people can look for on, a, on a, a product to see if there's any clues that they may have a product that might be spiked. So Sarah, I'll let you lead us off here. Absolutely. So there's, there's a few things that 
personally, whenever I'm looking for products, I want something that doesn't have proprietary blends. I don't want any smoke and mirrors or anything hidden. I want to see the amount that's in there. But then, as I said, there's a certain amount of variance that can occur and that is legally allowed. And so it's really cool if you can get a company that has public third-party testing, if they will show you the, the actual report, then you know exactly what you're getting from that product. And then something that I always, like I, I'm all for question everything, use your analytical mind. You can always ask why or how and check on things. Like you don't have to just trust. And so something I welcome people to do with our products and I've shown I've shown people before and I actually have a video uh, that I made and uh, that we made as a company and um, I can give you that link that you can share if you like, but there's a few different tests that you can do to check your, your protein powder. And one of them is a sandcastle test. You take your protein scoop and you're gonna put it down on a surface and then you're gonna lift up that scoop. Whey is very sort of, fluffy and almost static the way it likes to hold together and it will stay in a little sand castle. So if your protein stays in a sand castle, that's very pure way. It's very good. Uh, if it falls apart and is very granule and sandy and it just kind of goes into like a flattened puddle, that is a ton of maltodextrin, cheap carbohydrate fillers that they've used in there. Um, it makes it taste better. You actually enjoy your, it's funny how um, even with protein, sometimes people, especially someone like a diabetic, sometimes protein powders will cause an insulin spike and people don't really understand why is my 100% protein causing an insulin spike. Sometimes it's the artificial sweeteners having their, their effect, but more so it's usually same, some carbohydrate fillers like maltodextrin. So if you were to check a scoop of whey, a scoop of maltodextrin, you would see holds together as a sandcastle, falls apart, try your protein and see what does it look more like? And you can see with your own eyes what is in your protein based on how that um, reacts. So I can send you that link and you can check them out. There's also things that you can do like a dilution test. When you put your protein into the water, just let it sink in and let it start to mix on its own and see, see what happens. When it sort of falls like snowflakes and clumps, this is not a good sign. Um, protein will start to look more like it will slowly become more milky. It likes to settle at the, at the top. Uh, it'll usually be like almost more frothy and thick at the top. If you see it sort of trickle like snowflakes and clump together, there's something else in your protein. Yeah, absolutely. So the link can be found at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash protein spiking is where the podcast notes for this podcast will be today. So those are a couple awesome uh, little tests that I've never even heard of, which are really, really cool that you can just do at home. Now, what if somebody just wants to pick up their bottle? Is there anything that we can evaluate on the bottle itself that might give us clues as well? So one of the things that you would want to look for when you're shopping for your supplements, uh, I often think that the prices speak for themselves. There's a certain amount that goes into marketing or, or things like that with companies for, for the most part these ingredients cost a certain amount on the market and there's only a certain margin or amount that you could normally price that out if you're putting quality ingredients in there. And this is one of the problems with proprietary blends. If you see something, a great example is um, CoQ10. 
CoQ10 ubiquinol is a very expensive ingredient that is highly coveted and has a good sort of name drop value. And so sometimes companies will name drop a product and just put a little sprinkle in there and there's not enough to have a adequate effective dosage, but they can say that that ingredient is in there and it has good like name quality value. So if you looked at that product, just as an example, and the price was very inexpensive, there's no way there's an adequate amount of a high quality CoQ10 or their product wouldn't be that cheap. So the same thing applies when you're looking at protein powders. There's, there's a certain market value that is there that is established and it's based on quality of ingredient. And when you see things that are exceptionally underpriced, this is often a, a red flag that they're not probably, there's no way as a company that there's they're putting the right amounts. Um, but then for me, some of the other things that I would look for, like even more so would be your, uh, amino acids, look at the amino acid profile in the bottle. Is it 25%, um, branch chain amino acids? What was the profile that is in there that's provided? Yeah. So like one of the things that you want to look for is like, um, amino acid, like protein synthesis in your body we need a certain amount of protein in order to actually synthesize it for muscle, which is the metabolic driver of our body, right? So one of the things I want to look for on a label is per about 30 grams of protein, the leucine content, which is essentially the trigger for protein synthesis in the body, it should be right around 2.7 grams. It definitely shouldn't be less than that. That's about what our body needs in order to trigger that muscle protein synthesis. So our body uses that protein for our muscles, since that's essentially what most people are taking that for obviously collagen uh, bone broth those those give other things in our body um but that's one of the the biggest keys i look for on the label now you could look at a general uh, amino acid profile on a supplement bottle and go okay cool this is great and then compare that to yours to see uh for example per 30 grams or a lot of lot of uh, uh bottles will, will put it per about 100 grams and you have to do a little bit of the math yourself but you can then look at the uh, natural uh occurring amino acid profiles and then compare that to yours to see if any of the aminos on that profile are way out of whack. And that's if they, they put that on the bottle because a lot of even smaller labels don't, don't even put that on the bottle. Um, obviously the, the cheaper compared to size is really important too. Cause I, you know, I used to say this about um, New Zealand ways is because I thought I won't obviously say any company names. We're not going to slander anybody on here, but I thought there was a few on the market that were like five to $10 cheaper than a regular isolate. And I was like, mm, something's not quite right there, especially for something that is, you know, hormone-free grass fed and supposed to be this like top tier level uh, quality. And I always kind of wondered about that. Pardon me. Can you say that again? I said, you get what you pay for, you know? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, sometimes there are, there are companies right now because way is going up in price right now, right? Due, due to inflation and just the fact that it's harder to get. And I know, I know there's one company out in Eastern Canada that they put theirs up $10 recently and it is not at, especially the level of believe, right? Um, but one of the things that companies will often do, so for example, if I have a client who they, they're intolerant to whey protein and they have to have a plant-based protein. You know, there's a lot of really good options out there. I pray for their their taste bud, but there's a lot of good options out there um, that can still give you a good uh, protein content and boost up your protein throughout the day if you need it and you don't you can't get enough through food. 
one of the things that I often recommend with them is a lot of the time, depending on their blend, it's probably smart to supplement with a little bit of uh, EAAs or BCAAs or a combination of both just to make sure they are getting leucine content and they are getting the other amino acids that they would be missing out in a, a plant-based um, powder. But this leads me to uh, the difference between a company spiking their protein and fortifying their protein powder. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference of, of why a company might fortify their protein powder with amino acids and what the difference is? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, one of the things with, with veganism is uh, you can get your amino acids, you can get protein, but often it's the ratios that are off in a vegan diet. Um, first of all, it's very difficult for vegans to get enough micronutrients and protein and not be over in their calories with, with, with veganism. The biggest struggle is that you're either over calories or, or malnourished under, under nourished. You don't have enough micronutrients. So with, um, with vegans, you're right. You, you usually need to supplement with some kind of protein powder. And again, pray for your taste buds. Thank God for our mung <laughs> Um, I'm not a vegan, but I like to be a light carnivore and I try to be responsible with my choices of where I get my meat sources. And I do use our, even though I love our ISO, I use our vegan protein because it's that good. Um, but, uh, if you can, um, you know, fortify your diet, the profile to help supplement those holes that, that there are gaps in a vegan diet and, and with a lot of vegan proteins. Um, so getting your EAs is a really great addition to put in there for someone like that versus with amino spiking. The difference is amino spiking is not looking out for let's give you a full profile. Amino spiking is giving you the more inexpensive, lower grade amino acids as filler. And so fortifying is not filler. It is, you know, filling those important gaps for a vegan's diet. Yeah, I'd say about the same, like companies that fortify their protein, they're, they're trying to make it a more nutritionally dense product for you. And they actually care about your well-being. Whereas amino spiking, obviously it's not advertised. They're just trying to make money, right? Like there's a profit margin they're trying to get at play here. And, and there's, there's differences that people can look for on a label, right? And like, um, if a company, for example, advertises added amino acids on their label, it's likely in the ingredients list and they're likely taking that into account when it's going for, for testing. This is added into it. We know it's going to increase this over here. Um, and that is generally something that you, you can trust more. Still read the labels and, and do your due diligence. And you know what? Honestly, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to us as well, right? Send us a message at team at embodiedwellnessco.com and we'd be happy to help you read your label a little bit for you and help you understand what you're reading, right? Because at the end of the day, um, as Sarah and I had talked about, right, is um, a rising tide raises all ships. And we just want to raise the consumer consciousness so that people can make better buying decisions. And the raise, rising tide would be improving the level of quality in the entire industry. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about Believe, um, which, by the way, I do want to make sure everybody knows I have no affiliation with, Sarah has no, my Sarah, <laughs> she has no affiliation with an Embodied Wellness Co. Like we don't have a partnership with the company, but I respect so much um, how much you guys um, helped out with, with the research and uh, how transparent and open you are to talking about these things. And we do seem to have an aligned vision. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the company and, and uh, where you see the industry going. 
Absolutely. Um, I, I really love what you said there about a rising tide raises all ships. And that's what we're really all about. We're not the only supplements that you can trust. We're just some of the supplements you can trust. There's, there's a lot of, you know, I don't want anyone to feel cautious that they shouldn't take supplements that maybe they're going to get cheated. It exists in almost all industries and you just have to be an analytical thinker, ask questions, do your research and, and people who are showing transparency are, are often people that you can trust that you can know that um, this is this is a good source for you. And so that's really what we try to stand for, honesty, integrity, transparency. Um, we're fighting the good fight. And like I said, there's a lot of good guys in the industry and we're one of them. And we like to shine light on you know, what you should be looking for. And so again, it's no proprietary blends. We're showing you exactly what is on the label. We're everything up front. And then beyond that, um, to show that there's no discrepancies from the label, to do a third-party test that is uh, public, not doctored, not cherry-picked data. Um, we love to just show you exactly what it is. And it's even from the exact batch. It's not your protein powder from two years ago and hoping that we've kept up our practices. It's batch for batch. Each batch has a batch number. You get your lab report from that and you know exactly what is in your unit that you've bought, that you know that you're getting 100% of what you bought. And it's really cool to see more and more people going in this direction in the industry. And we're really proud to be one of the trailblazers who's you know focusing on that. I agree. I. I in in all of in six months of, of research and talking to as many companies as I could, um, there was only one other company that, that displayed it publicly on their site, and that's Naked Nutrition. And I think it I think they were originally an Australian company. I believe they're in the United States now. You know them, yeah. Great yeah. company, yeah. One of the good guys. I I think so as well. But I think even the difference though is that so they display um, the heavy metals label right underneath the product, but. I still don't know if there's any way to show if that was for the very first one that was out there, you know, five years ago, and it's never been updated since then. Whereas yours, I, if I wanted to buy your products, I could see every single batch along the way. That is something that it should be a job that like somebody should have that little part-time position in a company everywhere, always updating that so we can have that trust, right? Um, which I just think is super, super interesting. Yeah, honestly, uh, for me, it, it adds a lot of quality, especially for someone who had the journey that I had of, of struggle with my autoimmune disease and healing myself. I care so much what I'm putting into my body and I want to buy a product where I know that I can trust that I'm, I'm getting exactly what it is that I think that I'm getting. I think that if people wanted to go and do a little bit of their of this on their own, I think they should. Like, I want to help raise a generation of conscious consumers, right? So there's nothing wrong with anybody literally just emailing the company of whatever products you take and just going like, I would like to see your um, amino acid reports of your certificate of analysis is what you might ask for. Um, or I would like to see your heavy metal reports on your certificate of analysis or even the... Uh, microbiological test to see if there's any molds in it. Those are both three tests that I believe did send me for their products, which is super, super cool. A few companies did as well. And if you want, you could check the last podcast on that for the notes and you can go check those on the website. Um, but those are all things that you can ask for as a consumer. They should not be hidden from the public, right? Especially if you're putting it in your body, you care about your health. 
Um, so those are just a few things that you can look for. And I'm super excited to hear about some of your results that uh, you might email in or tag us on, on an Instagram or anything like that to show like what companies you found or any eyebrow raising experiences that you've had, or maybe this has helped you in some sort of way. So Sarah, I thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and helping to spread the, uh, the word of good truth and uh, helping the industry get better and better every day. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you go? Where can people find you at? Um, so you can find Believe at Believe, at Believe Supplements on Instagram. Our website's believesupplements.com. Um, check us out. Check out those analysis. You don't have to have a product to go check. You can go check any of our products at any time before you buy if you would like to. And uh, for myself, you can find me at, uh, at Sarah Ainsley H. And uh, I have a second page at Mobility Specialist. So uh, I have those two pages and uh, we love any questions. I, I love to help or love what I do. And uh, I am always happy to help sh you know, shine some light on, on the good and what people should be looking for. Okay, um, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Have an amazing day, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution.